to Lunchbox Radio, and this is going to be a little bit of an odder episode, A, because I have a guest, and that guest is somebody you guys heard from before pretty recently, um, guy named Slate D. Biggs, who hosts um, Anime MCS over on YouTube. Say hi, Slate. Yo, I changed my name to uh, Clarence James Jr. Jr., actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's left field. You weren't ex- you weren't expecting that. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a football reference. No. Okay. No, we totally didn't spend like ten minutes talking about uh, the Super Bowl before this. Yeah, yeah, we we totally did because Slate lives in it from Missouri, and they ho- and they are the Kansas City Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl. Um, just and, don't get it twisted. But um, so. What we're here, what me and Slate are here to talk about is a unique thing in, not just in anime, not in anime, but in anime streaming. And that is the dropping, lots of people have been calling it cancellation, but it's actually a dropping of a show by Funimation. And that show is, and this has caused a lot of bullshit to be built up around it because and I, I I know I'm gonna piss some people off here, but anime fans can be kinda dick bags about this kind of stuff. They can pick like really petty, bullshitty fights. Um and I my goal here is for us to get our thoughts out without picking those fights. Because I don't think either of us want to. I don't know, man. Like, if somebody that seriously thinks Ishizoku Reviewers is the best show of the season, oh, fuck off. they're tripping. <laughs> and also, oh, I don't it. care what race you make the character, it looks like a human child. Please don't show me it's camel toe. Um, so, just for, um, just for, um, complete clarity, Interspecies Reviewers was supposed to be a seasonal simulcast for Funimation, and it was dropped by Funimation, many people, me included, believe for the third episode, which I, I sent Slate a link to be able to acquire let's call it, all three episodes that are available on the internet, let's say. I saw the third episode live and in person on the Funimation website because I'm a depraved nightmare person. Um, and I said to myself, holy shit. Really? Really? And then... Like what was it? Like I want to say it was some. It was like at the beginning of this week, wasn't it? You you tech you Instagram messaged me, and you're like, "Wow, that was short lived, wasn't it?" Yeah, it was. I feel like a little over a week ago, you were like, "Oh man, I found my absolute trash series of the season." Yeah, and you told me what it was, and I remember before all of the show started airing i read through the synopsis 
of interspecies reviewers. And I thought, wow, that's something I'm not going to watch. <laughs> so, so for, for, so for, the like, for the listener who's like, what does he mean, Trash? I have, I've talked about it on this show before. I have a need to watch hot garbage sometimes. And for a long time, disturb for 106 weeks in a row, that need was satisfied by Black Clover, because Black Clover is hot trash. I heard it was actually, the anime was getting to some pretty good parts from the manga. I, I, it may be, but I watched 106 episodes of just the worst, most boring shonen trash, and I finally broke, I finally, like, broke the chain, like, I severed it completely, like, I look at my leftover episode, like, the 107 episode that's there, and I'm like, I don't care. You can keep showing me that, but I don't care. Um, and it was a while because I had sustained filling that filling that void in my soul <laughs> for so long until I was like, I need another trash show. I need to watch something bad, like bad. And then I heard the like, I heard this synopsis on, um. Anime News Network, because they went through all the shows, and they were like, interspecies reviewers, and the way they described it was, fantasy brothel Yelp? <clears throat> and, like, I was like, I am in! <laughs> I am Basically. 110, I, I was just like, that sounds like the biggest piece of trash, let's go. <laughs> I watched the first episode, which you watched, right? Yes, I did. I I actually just finished it before the podcast started. <laughs> I did not watch all three of them. I feel like I got a pretty good grasp you on got a good handle on it. Yeah, a hand. Uh, the first episode certainly was a handful. <laughs> and then I watched the second episode because so they because the plot was so interesting, and you know you just want to get. Deeper Mostly into the cycle. I, I was so. You've been watching. I was anime trying to for, make a sophisticated anime joke. Yeah, the the, the the plot was fascinating. You obviously don't understand the deepness of characters like Zelf and Stunky. I think his name is Stunk, not Stunky. But um, <laughs> why am I is defending that this than? piece of trash? No. Um. But so. <laughs> You said you've been, like, deep in anime for about five years, right? Oh, no. It's been much longer. How how much longer are we talking here? Like, I mean, I've always liked other forms of media, too, but my first, like, huge obsession was Pokemon, really. Okay. So... And, you know, I was there... Uh, whether you find it fortunate or unfortunate for all of the kids WB and like four kids. Yep. Okay. Jobs. So do you, do you remember, I think, I think it was actually about five years ago, but um, there was a period of time when we got a lot of shows like this show. Like we got, um, I think it's called Sekon no Quasar, which is a literal, which is an anime 
about using magical breast milk to fight on behalf of the church. I don't recall that one, but uh, did Funimation produce it? So, so this is part of my point. They, They didn't, they didn't, they didn't license it. They didn't produce it. This was slight. This was kind of in like the no man's land of anime streaming when kind of Crunchyroll was the only place, and Crunchyroll wasn't picking up absolutely everything because they saw that like that a show like that only the super weirdos would watch. And then there was another show that was. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is like an inf- this was an infamous one for a day. It was a show about ninjas whose breast size increased with, like, chakra-powered or some bullshit. Man, was it you or someone else uh, that said you were, like, like stumping to watching and enjoying Interspecies Reviewer, uh, essentially on the way down... Into the darkness, you wave goodbye to Witchblade on the way. <laughs> I think it was someone else, but like that makes sense. Witchblade is another. Witchblade has more actual plot instead of anime, all caps plot to it. Yeah, but it still has anime plot. Um, there's another. So the most infamous one, aside from Witchblade, the most infamous just like. This is sex on a stick wrapped up as something else so we can get it to international audiences somehow. It's Queen's Blade. And Queen's Blade is like from the second that show like episode one you get Bunny Girl whose ears are hands that squeeze acid out of her boobs. Oh my. So the what my point is is that these shows are used to be pretty common. They're not they're pretty uncommon now because anime is mainstream enough where they're not going to make this stuff out loud so much anymore. And they so they kind of they died off. I mean, I I know that Queen Blade is still produced, but I don't know that it's produced it often, because at some point, Queen's Blade got into fu- straight-up Futanari girls. Um, but by that point, I had all the way checked out of, like, one episode of, like, one season of Queen's Blade was enough for me, I'm good. And so, but the other thing about these shows is, they either used to be licensed by people like Sentai Filmworks, who have, like, basically in their blood to show uncensored content for the sake of, like, representing art for art's sake, even if it is just horny as hell. Um, Makes sense. But no, and if you look at um, uh, High Dive's uh, social media presence, they talk about, like, you know, we have access to all the un- all the unedited, uncensored prints. Why are we all putting up you know, censored TV safe stuff. We're not TV channels. Why are we playing this game? So if you go on Funimate, if you go on High Dive, and you like 
figure out how to do their age restriction thing, which is actually fairly difficult. Um, you can say, I'm 18, and it will just show you uncensored ecchi anime. And you don't have to deal with, like, the pasty logo everywhere. But I, I will say that interspecies reviewers probably would have been a step beyond for them. Even. Um, you think it's that depraved? Oh, <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. I'm not as experienced. I've only seen that first episode. Go watch episode three. And then come back and be like, holy shit, Alec. Who, who okayed this? Hold on. If I skip episode two, I'm probably going to miss out on a huge plot point. <laughs> I think you missed out on a bird lady. Honestly. Um. Dude, so yeah, I gotta say, so far that uh, bird maiden parakeet girl, whatever. Yeah. The, uh, the waitress yeah. at the bar where they put up all the reviews. She's my favorite character because she seemingly is the only one that is not down for their nasty bullshit. But I can tell at the end of the episode, she is starting to crack. Yeah, like, you can tell by, like, (laughs) by episode two that she will, like, eventually slide all the way in the other direction. And that just, like, makes me a little sad, honestly, because... That's disappointing. This show show needs a skeptic in the fucking show at all times. (laughs) But... And, like, not even Angel is, like, decent enough to say, you know what, you guys have your fun in there, I'll wait outside. What? The Angel just, Dude, like, yeah, I'll do this. God, when they met the Angel, and say? they, like, saved her? Yeah. They were like, Dude, maybe we can bang God. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, I, I was like, my whole thing was Krim, who's the angel character, is like, why the fuck are... Th- I'm gonna say they, because she's not a she and he's not a he. I'm gonna say they. Why the fuck are they not just, like, doing something else with their time? Yeah, like, at first, they thought oh, well, I need to be with these adventurers so they can keep me safe. But then they go into a full town or city where there's tons of other people that you could spend your time around and make acquaintances with. And she's just hanging out with this motherfucker that looks like uh, sort of a stranger guy. And also, that mo- <laughs> like this like weird fucking... Like... Mensa elf asshole. Zelf, uh, Zelf reminds me of the little yellow guy in Drawn Together. I can't remember his name. I feel like he had a really dumb name too. Oh yeah, that like fucked up like <laughs> fucking sausage nose weird nightmare thing. Yeah, with the little wings. Not the not the Pikachu ripoff. The like weird like. Yeah, no, we're talking about the same guy. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately watched Drawn Together from start to finish. Oh, no. It was all right. And it was honestly much funnier than Ishizoku Reviewers. Oh, I'm sure. 
Easily. I'm remembering it now. Easily. So, the whole reason why we're talking about the show is because it got taken down from Funimation. Yeah, I, the real thing that's worth talking about with this show is the controversy that's ensued around it, not the show itself. But we needed to get that out of the way. So, I, so I watched a bunch of YouTube videos in preparation for this. I looked up the Ninja Titty show and, like, remembered the other shows that were, like, like it in its ilk. And yes. Much further than I did. I was supposed to do a little research, and <laughs> I really didn't. I just kind of started watching a bunch of YouTubers' videos on it. Well, that, that, and, that, and that, that's kind of part of what I did. And so... Anime fans as a kind of, as long as there's been anime fans and co- and actual companies licensing this stuff, have always had a kind of love-hate relationship with the companies because uh, as soon as an anime is on a streaming service, hands have touched it, people have seen stuff and approved stuff because they need, because that's how stuff gets up. Like, stuff gets mastered and put up on a streaming service. That's how it works. And when the localizing stuff, stuff changes. The, the most famous incident of this in recent memory is how they changed the dub lines, the dubbing and the subbing shit with Ava on Netflix. Netflix commissioned a whole new dub with, like, very, very different choices made for its, um, for for all the voice lines. Most notably, there's the, like, the, uh, the, I love, the, like, I love you replacement with, it it means, it means I like you to, from, I, it means I love you. Actually, which is already reversed from it means I like you and like the old ADV thing, but anime. Yeah, comes- I feel like there is another controversy with Funimation recently. For a long time, I think they put in the work to be a very well-respected company, but recently uh, it's gone downhill pretty fast for their reputation. Because of stuff like this. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, because because so this is um a thing I post about on Twitter, and I immediately and if you think about posting something on Twitter, you better be damn sure it's exactly what you want to say, and it can't be like picked up and run with by anybody else. Like I'm, I immediately regret posting this. Is there is no, there are no anime streaming services. Actually, that's not true. Um, High Dive, looking better and better every day. High Dive is its own insular thing. Like that, they're doing that themselves. And High Dive is run. High Dive as a service is run by Sentai Filmworks, which I don't believe is owned by a parent company. But as of now. Crunchyroll is owned by AT&T, um, so is Verve, and Funimation is owned by Sony. 
And my the thought process I had on Twitter was, would this have happened if Funimation was still an independent company? And the reason why I say that is because Funimation has all kinds of crazy shit in their catalog that I'm sure Sony realizes is there, because they're not idiots, and said, this is fine. Like, like this, this is part of the worth of this company. It's fine. Whatever. We're Japanese too. Anime is just whatever. And they moved on and they purchased the company anyway. But... This show, by episode two, by ep- by episode three, this show is, I, I shit you not, I, it's gender swap, it's heavily censored, like, full black screen, gender swapped porn. On screen. They censored it? What, the, they, they censored it, like, they have a f- completely black screen, and it said, Please enjoy this content with sound only. Uh, (laughs) I heard it was, I heard it was like basically full penetration, like uncensored. Oh, you can go find it. You can go find it. And like, I've seen screenshots of the uncensored version and it is full penetration, uncensored because so it's basically just like straight up. Uh, if you're gonna try and censor saying hentai off brand, yes, um, very off brand. <laughs> so, Slate, I'm gonna ask you a very peculiar question. How much do you know about porn in Japan? Uh, I would not call myself an expert. Okay, you but, know that it's you know you know that it's censored, right? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So, um, actually, most of the time, eventually, I will do a the second half of, um, oh fuck, what's that? Um, what's that? Uh, Netflix show. The second, the second half of I will talk about the second half of the Naked Director with my cousin Danny, but. Um, and that deals with a lot of, like, the censorship rules around porn in Japan and all this other bullshit. By the way, Slate, I can't see you currently. Yes, uh, my phone is on a low battery and it's okay, charging. Okay, gotcha, that's fine. Video. Um, but, um, the, so most porn is censored in Japan, and when porn was produced, it was censored, like, they taped their genitals and, like, they basically dry-humped. And after the period of time that the Naked Director takes place in, which is actually a partially true story, like, certainly dramatized, but partially true, they switch to digital censorship and blurring and, dig- and like, mosaicing, basically. Which means that the raw, actual uncensored hardcore action exists on a videotape and is held in the studio and basically never released under penalty of jail time. Yeah, it's uh, the, like, the digitized blurs are pretty much exclusive over the genitalia, too. It's Yeah, like, genitalia and maybe and maybe face to protect the, like, 
identity of the porn actor. Um, hmm. but what that mean? But what I've that never means, seen that one. <laughs> but what that means in an international market is we can't show this porn in Japan, but we can show it and like like and license it out to America or to some or somewhere else or to. And we'll get come back to this country soon, to France. Weirdly, um, and so I am all but positive that if this that if interspecies reviewer was made, it would they like they made graphic fucking sex scenes for every single episode, and Funimation has that somewhere. Like they because they licensed it because they agreed to um put it out they have access to it. And somehow the uncensored stuff has leaked out. And you can go Yeah, that's that's can, what I've seen people talking about. You can go watch uncensored interspecies reviewers on the internet. I really have no desire. Like, I like if I'm gonna watch anime porn, there are such higher bars I could hit. Well, yeah. Uh, when I was watching the first episode with my brother, he was talking about how, like, even as far as watching most hentai goes, he says it's better to experience it reading it. I guess to like go at your own pace or something, or I don't know, man. Well, I, I guess that's uh, maybe just his thing. <laughs> no, and I will say I, that... I personally haven't tried like seeking out like a hentai like manga. The thing about reading hentai manga is that some really, 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 truly talented manga artists have come from like the graphic, <clears throat> pornographic, explicitly pornographic hentai manga world like um oh yeah like a uh, dr stone's creator dr stone's creator food wars creator oh the infamous oh great made hentai manga that was so story heavy people would like lose the will halfway through and be like just make a normal thing yeah, I was about I was about to say uh Air Gear and Tencho Tenge's Yeah. Creative. Um he he, he originally he had a ma a um arrow manga that was called Silky Whip that was like that's the thing that he did before he did Air Gear and it is nobody fucks in that thing at all. Man It's so uh <laughs> it's wild. I think what this is like the third podcast I've done with you, and we've managed to bring up Air Gear and Tensho Tenge every single time, I think. Both of which I have reviewed and do really well. So, we are extremely on brand. <laughs> but. Yeah, not going off too far talking about uh, Ishizoku. But, um, so. The that stuff exists, and hilariously enough, um, Air Gear is on Funimation, um, and 
Oh, so what it was saying was, the reason why you would read, a, like, a hentai manga is because lots of those artists are insanely talented. Yeah, the art's like, great, but then when it gets taken over to, like, an animation studio, they usually don't have too big of a budget, and uh, legally, they have to put censors over everything, but like yeah, you were saying, and, and it's like, there are uncensored versions out there. Yeah, and, and, and just, like, the artistry of it is, like, just, like, this person had to learn how to draw the human, like, tr- how to truly draw the human body, and they're like they, they can't they can't put a shirt on her because they don't know how to draw nipples, kind of kind of like that's the art school mentality. That's like I'm like oh yeah, I I don't know how to draw nipples. Why would I ever need to know? Um, but so the thing is is. If I wanted to watch porn, if I wanted to watch anime porn, you can go out onto the internet and you can find it. And that, you totally don't need to watch something depraved well, and sad, like in a species reviewer. I, I mean, I guess I see how maybe a 15-year-old would think it's funny. Yeah. But yeah. I don't. See, that's what I hear a lot of people pushing. They're not saying, like, you need to, it's a hentai anime, you need to watch it because it's great hentai. They legitimately think that it's funny and the characters are interesting. And, like, I do like the goofy banter, but I, I didn't find myself, like, even wanting to chuckle. I will tell you the funniest, dumbest, the dumbest and funniest thing I found about this show was in the second episode, you encounter, like, a, just the smallest bit of world-building they could possibly manage. It's this demon girl politician, like, doing her dumb speech, and her and her, like, side tick decide, like, oh, we're gonna get the, we're gonna get these review guys to review a demon girl brothel because it will, like, increase, de- like, demon kind popularity and I'll get elected which is like <laughs> just the fucking dumbest so you're telling me that you I, wanted me to skip that fantastic episode and just watch episode no, 3 I want you to get to like the heart of the issue of like why they oh they cancelled this because black green gender swap porn <laughs> um but so they, they like so they're like, yeah, sure, we'll take you on. We'll take that job for a commission. But they don't finish the job or get the commission because on their way to the demon... And you're led to believe that this happens literally every time, and that's why no one has experienced the blitz of a demon girl. They encounter literal cowgirls with tits bigger than their own bodies. Oh, God. And they just get sidetracked into that nonsense. And it's just like, just the, the, like, the, what they're, the the implication there is that, like, nobody makes it to the demon girl section of the red light district because they get distracted by cow tits. Which is just (laughs) dumb enough for me to be like, ah. You got me. Okay, I like. I'm not laughing, but I appreciate this stupid. 
Um, and I would say if the whole show was like that, there would probably be no problem. But once again, episode three happened. <laughs> you said like this full penetration, and when uh, so. How much do you know about censorship? Anime censorship in the nineties, like. Um, I feel like it was quite a bit more lax in the nineties. In the two thousands, uh, they really tried to, I guess, put a stop to that. And I think there's a a creative burnout for just overly etchy shit. It's still there in the two thousands, but I think. No, I, I think look, a lot I'm, of the gory, like I'm sex not even talking. I'm that, not even talking about like necessarily etchy yeah, stuff, yeah. although that's part of it. Like, um, for example, in the last episodes of G Gundam, they put a swimsuit on Ray because she was technically naked, and there was a plot reason for it, but they couldn't, you know, show that on Toonami. So, so okay. what I'm saying is. They, they they regularly made actual sub, substantive changes to the visual content of shows in the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, so <clears throat> an infamous example of this is how the lesbian couple in Sailor Moon was turned into cousins. Um... I get where you, I get what you're saying. So, anime anime companies would be morons if they didn't realize that fans are super sensitive and super aware of this shit. Especially Funimation, who they change like a voice line. They make a direct. They make a directorial uh, approved all the way up and down the line choice on a voice line. And the fandom jumps down their throats for it. And um, who's to say exactly how much Netflix had an involvement in the whole process, too? Oh, and the thing people have to realize is that, like, with these properties, if you're going to make a change, like a voice line or, like, a... um, Especially if it's a visual change, but also a voice, like, a audio change, then that needs to be run all the way up and down the line constantly and get approval because the way that the license agreements are done is if the licensor doesn't approve of how you're handling something, they can take it away from you. That's how it works. So, if <clears throat> they change something in um, Ava then at some point, Ano probably saw it himself and said, yeah, that's fine. And it went back to America and it would change. It's not like these these companies are like they were in the 90s and early 2000s and very freewheeling and like just doing it themselves. It's like they're getting approval. So yeah. <clears throat> for Funimation, that means that if they're looking at a series like Inner Species Reviewers and they were going to keep 
like uh, airing it. To be able to keep airing it and to be able to dodge a letter writing campaign <laughs> and also to be able to dodge having to do touch the Funimation website, which is already like a fucking see like seething husk of a website to add an an over eighteen age restriction like checkbox, basically. They have to be really careful about what they show. And if they were to show interspecies reviewers, they would have had to edit it. I mean, they already did show a section that was an episode that was super heavily edited. And I'm sure. Well, um, interspecies reviewers has a source material. And I obviously haven't checked it out. But from what I've been told, the anime takes what is happening in the manga and turns it up to like eleven. On like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It like turns it up like to just it just goes it maxes out on it. So it's like it, it, so in know, a way, censoring it might have been literally more. Uh, true to the source material. Oh, and probably. I feel like just adding in more censoring and cutting off stuff would have been a better choice overall for the company than just completely shutting it down. At least shutting down the airing. Um, I don't know how far the production went. Like, did they finish the whole 11 to 12 episode season? Before they, you know, got to the point where they're like, all right, we can't air this. Because I'm wondering, like, what, how embarrassing is it and how foolish is it to have to put a letter out saying we're canceling interspecies reviewers because it doesn't match with our, you know, it falls below, below our, our company standards. Yeah, 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 that exactly. Like, that's already embarrassing. But I'm wondering, like, did the people that were doing the production on it, if the Japanese production finished, uh, the English production was probably still working on the dub. Like, how many of those people lost jobs and opportunities? And, like, I think that, you know, I, how... I think the Funimation pipeline is so is so tight at this point that it's not people losing jobs. It's, it, it's not like, it's not like people are losing opportunities and jobs. It's just one more, it's one thing that they're now not working on any longer and they've got another three things. I don't think that's necessarily a concern. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Thinking back on it, um, Funimation does like to have their like little stable of voice actors. Yeah. Totally. So if somebody was voice acting on interspecies reviewers, and they lost that job. They're they're getting another job. And so I I saw the dub of the first episode actually, and the voice of Krim is a really is a really co- is again a really common Funimation stable voice actress. So it's not like she's not going to be in other stuff. It's just like 
that's just the character she's no longer playing. Yeah, I mean, regardless of, like, maybe people didn't lose out on money and opportunities because of this, but still, you look goofy as hell. So Like, getting so far into the production, and then all of a sudden realizing you've made a huge mistake. So here's the interesting thing, Slate, is that they removed the show entirely. Like they scrub they basically scrubbed it from their Amer- from their American website. But and I bet this has to do this has to do with the licensing agreement. Their the ver- this the version of their site that is their um French streaming website called Wikiman, like W I K I M A N it's still streaming the show. It will be simulcasting the show all season. Um and if I had to guess the as soon as they were like, oh shit, this is porn at the very least softcore, but also episode three of the thing with Full penetration. Um, I think a fourth episode is out. Um, it might. It probably is. I mean, I, I I'd watch the fourth episode hey. just just because what them canceling it at three it means to me is that four is like fucking dog shit. It's like <laughs> just the most nightmarish thing in my brain, and I might as well satisfy the curiosity. <laughs> but so, yeah, uh, so, so Wickham, if like if you really want to go fucking watch this show, Wickham Man, you can use a VPN, you can log on to Wickham Man in a French server and like watch that show. But what the fuck ever, I don't care that much. Um. But the reason why I bring that up is because I would bet that they have to air that show. That legally they have to air that show. And culturally, French France does not give a fuck about like sex and erotica and all that shit. Like they just don't care. I've been I've been to France a lot of a lot of times and I can tell you they do not care. Um, so, they probably, like, looked at their French site and they're like, would you keep airing this so we can, like, technically to the letter of the law and not to the spirit of the law not get sued by the Interspecies Production Committee? <laughs> no, and I'm being serious here. Like that—that's a thing that I can conceive happening. It's like they—they're like, "Oh fuck, porn!" They pull it off of everything, and the production committee, which is a bunch of companies that get together to make an anime production happen, which is why you, when you watch a Japanese broadcast of an anime, you see all those logos right at the end of the OP. That's all the companies in the production committee. That committee would be in its rights to go sue Funimation for whatever for, for whatever it thought the damages were. 
because that that's probably quantifiable somehow. Go ahead. I think so. All right, real quick, I'm gonna admit something slightly embarrassing. Okay. Um, I spent some time actually thinking the whole show got shut down, <laughs> but I now realize <laughs> that I was mistaken. The whole show is still coming out. It's just not being uh, westernized. It's not being put out by not Funimation in America. In yeah. Yes. I, and that's that. That's totally fair because straight up, nothing like this has happened in anime streaming before. Straight up. Well, people are people are blowing up about it like the whole show got shut down, and that's why I'm now realizing, like, wait. Why does anybody care? But they just like it's embarrassing. It's really dumb. They should have known what they were getting themselves into. Like they work with the teams, right? They knew what was coming. How far did you have to get into producing this to where you're like, hold on a minute? We can't well, do this, guys. Shut it down. <laughs> right. Um, so A, I've been yelling, I've been like going in on people on fucking Twitter. Like, if you give a shit about this dumbass piece of filth trash, go get a VPN for $2 a month, and go fucking pay for Wickerman for, like, six, fr- for, like, six euro or some bullshit, and watch it in French. Like, Dude, give your money... For real, like, there's for real people out there that think that this show is hilarious and one of the best. And I don't see it. I'm not going to say that like they're they're dumb or their taste is just absolute trash, which it it kinda is. <laughs> if, if if you really think that highly of the show, then there's something wrong with you in my opinion. I'm sure. But uh I'm sure. There's, there's like I've watched a ton of videos where people are legitimately saying this is the best show of the whole season. So, like uh, two notable ones uh, that I'd like to point out are Noble from Lost Pause and Nuxtaku, which is it's a it's a slightly bigger deal because. Oh yeah, this is the one where you were saying he wants. To like review, like review. I don't want to say bomb because that's like the 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 score goes down. Like review surge, I guess. Um, my anime list, so it can like go to the top of my anime list, which will never fucking yeah. happen. Have you checked my anime list? No, has it happened? It's it's got like a nine point fifteen right now. Fuck off. And uh, Damn it. the highest rated Why one are we for doing this? Is <laughs> what is 2020? Barely over it. What did we fucking do to deserve the hellscape that is 2020? <laughs> Dude, shit is going wild. We got the <laughs> coronavirus. We have World War Three memes immediately. And now, the interspecies reviewer controversy. It's just like... So, I, 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 like, 
clicked around on a bunch of YouTube videos today just to see what I could see and see what, like, opinions were going around. And the first one I clicked on was this guy who was actually pretty personable, and he was like, he, 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 first he was like, yeah, I know, I'm etchy trash, and you'd expect me to like this show, but I was actually having fun watching it. And I will say, I made the decision on my own to watch all three episodes. Like, there's some, there's some kind of, like, depraved trashiness about this show that one can appreciate. But, Do you remember who it was? I, I, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll um, message you the name, because he was pretty fair and balanced, actually, and the video's not, actually not all that long. But he... Yeah. But um, like, one of the first ones that comes up when you even type in Interspecies Reviewer is uh, Lost Pause, and that's because he has over a million subscribers okay. on YouTube, and so does Nux Taku. It, but it, it wasn't there, either one of those. Um... Cause I, cause you had mentioned that, but I never asked the name, so I'm like, let me just poke around and see what I see. But this guy, like this guy, even this guy who is like, very clearly, like he, he freaking plays in the etchy game, man, seriously. And like he, he was like, I was having a good time with the show, and woof. Episode three happened, and like you could see as soon as like he said it, he had this like fucking shudder and a flashback to episode three. And I think I know what specific frame of episode three, and <laughs> it's just like, blah. It's that the thing about. The, uh... The situation's being handled very differently by everyone because, uh, like, the video that you're bringing up and the one that I watched, they're basically just saying, this was a show that I thought was good. Sounds like your guy uh, wanted to fall off on episode three. He wasn't uh, about it as hard. But Noble's, like, legitimately saying that it's hilarious and he really enjoys it and he thinks it's a fantastic anime and he's bummed out that it got canceled which is all fine but uh so nux he makes a lot of what could be best described as satirical content oh like um like gigguk but smaller um gigguk for a even younger and even more toxic, uh, oh, oh I can, like I can already imagine the kind of people who probably watch Gigguk and how much I might not like them, and like younger <laughs> and more toxic is like, oh, like at least like so, at I least, like Gigguk. I, uh, I do too. I don't get me through. wrong, but like I can imagine people who watch. Certain Giga like, videos, and like it doesn't click for them, and they dismiss it, and then they watch like a waifu one, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." They, they like, don't see, they don't see like the, the satire that in it. Dog. I heard a, I was watching a debate, a panel debate between Digibro and Gigguk, and <laughs> and Digibro called Gigguk the Naruto of anime YouTubers. I mean, it's not wrong. No, it's not. Also, the only thing I think when I see Digibro, I'm like, please shave. 
<laughs> please. Please shave your face. Interspecies Reviewer seems like it's right up Digibro's alley. Uh, a little, yeah. A little, yeah. He had a... <laughs> so, he had a controversy because he was defending uh, all the, the lowly stuff on Patreon that was getting shut down. Well, or Lollicon. Whatever. So, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't really... So, I don't really mess with a lot of that stuff. So I don't. I say don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily mess with a lot of the, the, the like lolly nonsense. But and I think this is important. And this was my first set of thoughts when I saw the interspecies reviewers was canceled. Is that yeah it was pulled down from Funimation? Is Funimation because they're streaming it on a Wikiman still? because they made an agreement to stream it to its completion, still hold the license to interspecies reviewers. And what they have done by pulling it down is they've set a precedent for what they will deem acceptable and what they will censor and what they will eliminate. And of for anime, there are about four major services. There's Funimation, that will actually in order, there's Crunchyroll, there's Funimation, there's High Dive, and then last but not, but certainly not least, they probably make tons of money, Faku, which is, if you don't know what Faku is, Faku is a digital manga service for hentai manga. I did not know that. I, and the, and Faku tries to Faku is very honest about what it is, and I promise you, interspecies reviewers would probably be welcomed at that company. Like they'd be like, "We got no problem with this, okay." Um. Yeah. So I'm wondering, because of all the controversy and the show blowing up, wouldn't it make sense for? A, Funimation to play this off is kind of some kind of uh, a fake out, and they actually do produce the rest of the dub because people would be guaranteed to watch it. Oh, absolutely! Because but you know, the cancellation of it actually put it out there in the open. Because besides you bringing it up, I honestly had heard nothing about this show. I just assumed it was going to be trash, not going to watch it, and I didn't hear anything about it until it got canceled by Funimation. And that, and that's a, that's the big thing that people that if you're listening to this and you've been like the show is canceled, Funimation is like getting it on cancel. Like no, Funimation isn't getting it on cancel culture. Funimation probably made probably got a test screener of the first two episodes and said this is kind of horny but not objectionable and I know that you said and you said that really succinctly that you're from the middle of the country and that a lot of the like hot button trigger issues aren't as big a deal in Missouri, in Missouri and in the middle of the country as they are generally but as they are at the on, at both coasts but yeah it's true this 
show is the kind of show that could inspire a, a letter writing campaign. That oh, but bro, I gotta tell you, dude, some of the biggest news in the past couple days is Nancy Pelosi ripping up a piece of paper. Oh yes, exactly. Like that. That People kind of thing. About it. I was. I was. Uh, I went in. What was I doing earlier? No, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, I was eating at a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Called Dos Arcos, and I sit down, and the family behind me is talking about like how she should be arrested for like destroying government documents. Are you something. fucking serious? Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, things that should be big, serious issues aren't here. Like, Missouri has one abortion clinic. Oh, I'm sure. I'm they are really sure. trying to shut shit down here. But if someone rips up a piece of paper, dear God. Fucking burn them at the stake. <laughs> but, like, so, like... The, ki- the kinds of people who would review this show... Would would uh, if the kind of people would review the show were are already shuddering shuddering at episode three. God knows what comes after that, and you know it, these these companies want these shows reviewed well, and they want people to come watch them. They want eyeballs on their service at all times. Uh, that's the reason why they why they put anything up that's how they make money basically they make money because of subscriber dollars and i would bet if the if they wrote the point where they were going to take this down a as soon as you take an action like that capitulating to the fandom could trip all kinds of new could flip all kinds of new switches if you capitulate to the fandom of interspecies reviewers, not the bullshit fandom, but the genuine fandom of interspecies reviewers, there's a difference, believe it or not. Then what could happen... There is a difference, because there's plenty of people that... uh, The issue that I brought up earlier, there's plenty of people that haven't actually watched the show or don't really care about it. But Nuxtaku made a video talking about the whole situation... And he basically urged all of the people that watched the video to make my anime list accounts just so they can uh, review uh, interspecies reviewers a 10 stars to get it to the number one uh, series on the site. And uh, so there are a lot of people just kind of jumping on the bandwagon because people are now talking about it. And being the, um, the the other canceled. half of this that you might not know is that um anime fan really really shitty trolls of anime fans but really shitty trolls in general are going after Funimation employees on their personal twitters on Twitter like it, 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 it's it's wild it's like why the fuck what it's fucking anime porn fuck off. 
Dude, there's another huge controversy going on with manga, too, with uh, My Hero Academia. What? What? Did you hear about that? No, I have not. I kind of fell off of My Hero. I think I told you this off-air last time. But what's happening? Okay, so, without any spoilers, there is a character that they recently revealed his full name in the recent chapter. And his name is a reference to uh, some war crimes that were committed by the Japanese, I believe, in World War II. So, um, uh, my my brother could explain it better. Uh, I think it was stuff that they did in China. Oh, okay. But, um people so it's it's like a direct reference to it and uh people are like of course sending death threats to like shonen jump and uh horikoshi and there's like tons of people like destroying their my hero academia merchandise and like burning the books and stuff great awesome (laughs) perfect it keeps getting bigger so the thing, the thing that I want to, the difference I want to kind of place on that compared to something like the Funimation employees getting harassed online is Funimation employees, if they, if they clap back, if they, let's say Nancy Pelosi sideways clap back, <laughs> um, yeah. then it it's just like escal- it, 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 it escalates out of control and like they are now. Like they, they they feed the trolls basically. The difference yeah, between that and something like the My Hero Academia thing is, is the author of My Hero Academia, like Anno did when he made the end of Ava movie, he has a megaphone in that show, and he can straight up just draw a chapter that is a convers that is like an allegory of a conversation or a direct conversation about that shit and about that kind of toxic bullshit. And also say like, look, the reason why I did this was because this is depraved and people should know about this shit. And I knew if I named this character this, I would like, I I would like flip the switch and, this conversation would happen. And that's not yeah. uncommon. It's like, um, what's his face? Um, Anno, and at one point, Studio Gynax, although Gynax is a husk of a over-leveraged bullshit of a company. Yeah. When they made, when they made End of Ava, if you see this, like, the middle section of End of Ava, there's all this, like, live-action still shots of, like, buildings with graffiti on them that's Gynax Studios they got graffitied because people didn't like how the original series ended and the whole end of Ava movie is a practice in as a director of animation how do I tell my entire fan base to go fucking jump off a cliff (laughs) it's kind of amazing as a thing it makes you feel bad to watch it but, like, 
that movie hates the viewer. And as cre- as creative manga <clears throat> anime talent, people can do that. Like th- those creators have the outlet to do that. But the employees who have nothing to do with the decision ultimately and are just people like all the rest of us on Twitter can't yep. do anything about it. Why the fuck are you going after them? It's like when you're working a fast food restaurant and you get food thrown at you and you get screamed at because some kind of price changed or you don't offer a certain item anymore. You ran out of it. Yeah, it's like, like the fuck? <laughs> okay. What the fuck? I don't like the prices, people. Like I, I'll make the rules, man. <laughs> I just fucking work here. Um, but so like that's shitty and people going after it for that and also people because Funimation is the biggest licensor, people will take any excuse to go after them for anything. I think I'm pretty fair in saying Funimation has the shittiest website for streaming service I have ever encountered in my life. It is barely functional. It's app is has a really nice one. I like Verve. Uh I've I've been on Verve. I we I got like the Verve Crunchyroll uh combo thing. Yeah, I th- I think so my Crunchyroll account got hacked at some point and they linked their Verve account to themselves and now I can't figure out how to get it off. But I I subscribe to everything else anyway, so it's fine. But whatever. <clears throat> like, I'm not missing anything by not using Verb, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But, like, um... But yeah, I don't like Funimations. I actually just got my own Funimation account because I was sick of trying to find... Uh, you were sick of, like, navigating the high seas, so to speak. Yeah, I was sick of trying to find, like, Darwin's game on YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, I, I think that's totally fair. Funimation had Sony money. They could fix their shit. Now, that's I'm sure true. there's reasons they don't. But I'm also not going... The most I will do is, is say, man, Funimation's website sucks shit. It's... Shooting no shade at anybody, probably not even mentioning at Funimation unless I'm particularly angry at one specific yeah. thing that I think they might you're be able not, to fix. You're not going to send death threats? I won't be like, man, I know the IT person for Funimation's name, and I'm going to hunt him down and send death threats and DM him death threats until he says I'm sorry and fixes it. Like, that... Why? If I you... guess us uh, old Taku just aren't uh, passionate anime fans like we think we are. If we're not sending death <laughs> threats, do we do we really even love anime? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but uh, the one thing I will say is there is something to be said about censorship and companies. And, like, these big companies, now big companies, making decisions about what gets shown versus what gets made. 
Um, but I don't think that this is that hill to die on this time. I think that this is, quite frankly, a badly conceptualized property that Funimation probably saw the source material and met with the production company, did all the right thing to see that this show would probably going to be like a mild, etchy, stupidness show. Well, they might have also gotten it as part of a package. Yeah, that... Um... Okay, See, so I, haven't I, I really it. want to know what would you pack from this season? What would you package with interspecies reviewers? <laughs> Honestly, I'm a plunderer. <laughs> um, I mean, that one, like, I haven't seen that show, but that one lady does have a 99 on her tits, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I, right. I heard the synopsis of that show and then saw that character design, I'm like, Oh, that means there's a whole ep- there's like a whole scene in like this probably the third episode where they have to have a conversation about her tits, and it's very clearly going to be a Carmen ninety nine situation from Gun X Sword. God damn it! Yeah, um, I'm not watching Plunderer, so I'm not an expert on it, but it just kind of sounded like another show that I didn't want to have anything to do with. Well, maybe you have found my next trash show, so maybe I've saved myself the trouble of having to go look. <laughs> uh, you remember, you remember uh, that Netflix Cannon Busters? You know how uh, Billy has like all the numbers on him for every time he's done. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I, I know the plot of Plunder. Like the numbers yeah, explain say, something about is kind about of similar. Yeah. Um, the main character has like negative something on him. And the joke is, is that's how many women have rejected him. Oh, man. I, like, the, the number is their quality of life. One drops to zero, they get, like, sucked into a void or something. As a man who needs to watch trash, you're selling me on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't think, I don't think that this is the, I think that <laughs> Interspecies Reviewers is now interesting as like the first property for this to happen to but I don't think it's interesting as like a fight about free speech or you know creative Same. intent or any of that shit although I will say I think that I think Okay, I want I want I want to do two things. I want to say, this is how I would have handled the cancel the the um dropping of the show, and then I want to mildly rewrite the show itself to make it self to make it more interesting. If that makes any sense. Okay. First, the way I would if I was fun if the Funimation PR person poor fucking PR person who had to write that statement. What I would have said is, I would have said, you know, due to the recent episode, we regret to inform fans of Interspecies Reviewers that we will not be continuing, that we will be dropping the show from streaming. 
because I, I honestly would have straight up lied and just said that like our contract with it got cut early. There's nothing we could do. Or just leave it in development hell. Just like don't put any other episodes out and don't say anything oh, that, about it. Th- that There's becomes so like things. a whole other like nightmare mess though. Because the the thing is that they But did... do you think it would have been as big as them putting out the the letter? I think it would have been worse because the thing about thing about these about license agreements is that between two parties and they're really complicated and they're based on country, on, like, market and all this other stuff. So they they need to be up front because if, if let's say, let's say they put out this thing, an a, a organization like Anime News Network now needs no other explanation. Let's say they straight, but let's say they straight up lie. An organization like An- uh, Anime News Network, which is entirely staffed by seasoned. One one second. Um, is entirely staffed by seasoned, um, reporters. Don't. Wouldn't be satisfied with an answer that they felt like they would feel in their bones. This is a lie. The reason we got that letter was because somebody on Anime News Network got a tip, and they said, and they were going to run the story anyway. But they brought it to Funimation for confirmation, and Funimation was like, "Fuck, they know," and then they released the letter. That's how that happened. I can all but guarantee it. Um, so they can't, at that point, they can't lie because there's too many loose ends to the lie and the truth will come out pretty quickly. So the best thing they can do is they can say, you know, we regret to inform fans of interspecies reviewers, blah, 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 that we won't be airing the episodes because they do not match, they do not match the content we believed we were going to be airing. That not, makes sense. Not, See, not, uh, I would and, I would be a terrible president of a company. I would need people around me to say, uh, "Give me some advice," because I'd be like, oh, "I don't want to deal with it. Let's just yeah. not make it." Now, <laughs> granted, I I'm doing that after the actual thing. I probably would have made the first fucking fucked up mistake you probably could have made. Now, the other thing I want to do is re rework the show. So it's a better, it's a better version of itself, and it's a better show. Like ghost stories. Like, like as far of, as like, just kind of changing the whole atmosphere of well, like who the characters are and what's actually being I would said. Be, I, I would but you can't have cover up all of the the uh, the sex, I guess. Yeah, I I would basically read. I would probably keep the sex actually. I would basically reanimate the show entirely. And but the my focus wouldn't be on the Oh boy, that'd be expensive. Do you think it'd be worth it? <laughs> it, it it's fantasy land. I got the millions. Let's go. I would focus on the female character on the actual 
like brothel owners and female characters in the show because the second episode the second episode in the second episode they go to a fairy thing and they make dick sized jokes for half the episode where this fairy where like the owner of the brothel has to measure all the guys rock hard dicks because fairies aren't big enough to take the full girth sometimes and I would just be like it's what would be more interesting what would be a cooler show is like the day to day of running a like a cat girl brothel and what that looks like I would basically make the HBO show Cat House you would just make but, a spin-off of it, basically? Basically, yeah. Like, that's so much more interesting to me. And, like, you get the sexy time. You get, like, the tons of beautiful girls. But you <clears> also get, like, a... I don't know. um, a, a, What's that J-Lo movie that just came out? A, a You get a Hustler-esque look at, like a cat girl brothel for, like, an episode. And then next episode, you move on to, like, funny girls or, like, elves or some bullshit. Who cares? But it would be so much more interesting than exactly what you said. Like, look at this oversexed guy named Stunk because he probably smells like he hasn't taken a bath in 20 years. And, like, his, like, weird fucked up grandma fetish elf sidekick going out on the town every night to bang some lady. Like, that's not... He likes elf... He likes elf grandmas, specifically. No, he likes human grandmas, <laughs> specifically. Oh, you're talking about Zelf. Zell is like... I thought you were still talking about Stunk. I was gonna uh, say, Stunk he, doesn't like old human ladies. Well, the joke is that... St the joke is that Stunk can't tell that they're 160, so he doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, but like, how much more interesting would it be if in that if you if in that encounter, Stunk after it was done, Stunk left and like the elf grandma went home, and like or or like went back and like got ready to go home and like said like yeah he came back again today he really smells like cheese I don't know why. I keep telling him he should probably take a bath, but he doesn't take the hint. Like, that's a so, that's so much more interesting than what this thing is. Yeah, um, no matter how you change what they say, I don't think there's any way to make Interspecies Reviewer a good show in my eyes. I'm not saying necessarily make it a good show, but what I'm saying is, make it a show with, because the, the, so the, like, the, like, Kitty Ninja show, and, like, the, and, like, even something like Queen Blade, the thing about those shows that lets them be all scandalous, and, or actually a better example that is on Funimation right now, for those of you who say Funimation doesn't like fan service, a show like High School DxD. The show is not entirely about fucking. D High School DxD is unique because it works fucking into its, like, it works perversion and specifically boobs into its, like, 
pow into like its power scale. Which I can't believe I said that out loud. Power but scaling bits. It it's it's not it's not about just raw dog and ladies. And if you made like if you made a show like Interspecies Reviewers from the brothel side instead of the client side, and it becomes about like how all the brothels are run each episode, then it ceased to be this like we, like weirdos can always jack off to whatever they want, but it seeks to be this weird ass, gross feeling. I don't want to see this transgender angel's camel toe bullshit. That like like you said. Oh, um, my problem with it was that the angel clearly looks like a human child. Off of that. My they problem is not that very they uncomfortable have, like, both genitalia. It's the little human child. Yeah, they, they have very uncomfortable scenes every episode, where at least once an episode, because she starts to work at, after the first episode, she starts to work in that tavern as a waitress. She's flying around, yeah. and you like you don't like meet her at eye level. You like, well, I guess you meet her at eye level because whatever. But like, you don't like see her from the side. You see her like fucking up the back of the bike shorts. Every introductory shot of her, like, here's my kid ass. I believe she identifies as a male because uh, Stunk said, "You're a boy, aren't you?" I can tell. And then he said, "Yeah," and like pulled up his little angel skirt thing. And uh, but. I just kind of caught maybe that it's supposed to be a male character because the voice sounded more boyish in, uh, in, in the, the dub. Um, in the dub, um, their voice was Krim is voiced by um, a, a female voice actor, and they make it really clear in because the first episode I saw dubbed because that's what played. Um, they do young, young boys a lot though, a lot of female voice actors, but. The, it came up to me as a boy. The and voice they, line before Krim... I know way too much about this fucking show for how dumb it is. The line that Krim said before she, like, dealed with these perverts, with the two perverts, is... Technically, I have both sets apart, but I really don't want to deal with these assholes, so I'm just going to prove to them I have a dick. <clears throat> like, that's yes. just the way they handle... She's just like... Bulge done. Can I go get somewhere safe now, please? <laughs> like it's just all shows. So, what not... do you think about uh, Funimation canceling it? Do you think that it was wrong or right, or like how do you feel about it in general? I think that they. I think that they didn't have enough information to make the to make to make the right choice until this thing was uploaded. I think that they had the source material manga. I would bet they had the first two episodes as like a screener and they're like, "Oh, this is fine, whatever. Put it up." Because I 
And then when the third episode happened, they're like, fuck. Um, so I think, I think I would have age, if I had all the, if I had Funimation and Sony's money, what I would have done is I would have age gated it and I would have continued to, um, stream it, age gated. The whole Funimation app kind of needs a whole rework anyway, so yeah, working it, in each gate, especially, it, I mean, it, how many kids watch Funimation that, like, they use their parents' like credit cards and stuff for them? Oh, I'm sure. And But the other thing is that... Like, it would just be hard to keep younger viewers from watching it, which is still kind of a... It's just a dumb, downright ridiculous excuse anyway. Uh, and so what I would bet, what, what I would actually bet is at some point a legal team was called in and the legal team took a look at the third episode especially and said, you'll violate child decency laws and you'll get nailed by the FBI in America. Yeah, because uh, I mean, we don't care about what bad. you say the character is. Like, oh no, that's an angel that's five hundred years old. Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm, take that excuse. I'm buddy. not. I'm not even talking about. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the slime lady who goes inside the elf, the elf guy when he's a girl. Like, see, I don't they, know nothing about this. I'm... <laughs> they they show that scene, and you're like, <clears throat> and and now now realizing like. This app is not age gated. Fuck. <laughs> would would be my exact thought process as a lawyer. Like, fuck. This is some middlemen problems. Damn it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that they're perfectly in the right to just shut it down to avoid all the future problems. Sure. It produced. A reaction that I feel like is a little unwarranted, but I understand why people are upset and surprised. You know, I get why people are upset, but I and I also the other reason why I would have, you know, age gated it is because including in, an app like counts for the entire site. Like, if you want to watch High School DxD, you should probably be older than eighteen. Or at the very least, fucking sixteen. Um, I I would have age gated it because, like I said earlier, the reason the sole reason is probably still airing in France is because they are contractually obligated to air that entire show, most likely. So, yeah, dropping it is like I think they're well within the right to drop it. I wouldn't. I probably would have been like, "Oh, this is this is bad." No, like, like not bad as in like bad quality, but bad just like a bad look. I'm would probably yeah, have dropped it. Yeah, it's a bad look for Funimation as a company, but the show is still releasing. You can still watch it to your heart's content. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, it, but the so the problem. The one, the thing, the ultimate thing that I would have done differently is I would have released the, um, whoever the licensee is from the agreement. 
like the that would be the end of my PR statement if I would I would say like, and as a result of us dropping, you know, interspecies reviewers for North American streaming, for <clears throat> streaming, we are opening up the 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 license for anyone who wants to, for anyone who wants it. And yeah, I'm wondering if someone's going to take it on, especially since. Um... Whether it's good or bad, the publicity's really pushed this show. I mean, people into the mainstream. People have a they have a um. They have a petition up for um Sentai Filmwork to take it, because like I said at the beginning of the podcast, Sentai Filmwork has a history with you know, um. Yeah, I think that uh, with, with, with like get a hold directly. Stuff. Yeah, um, they, it would be better for a company like them to handle it. And well, I think what some of these people that are kind of influencers in the anime community, they would be better off having people officially contact Shonen Jump, or not Shonen Jump, Funimation through like email or Sentai Filmworks and urging them to sell or pick up the show. And sign the petition. I said that weird petition. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that would be a better route than telling your fan base to just like bomb my anime list, who has nothing to do with Funimation. Yeah. Or their what I would actually do is, and this sucks <laughs> because it, at least, very least, this season isn't around convention season. Because if you, I'll be honest, I, I've actually, uh, one of the videos I saw showed a letter that somebody got from, back from Funimation when they wrote in about interspecies reviewers. It was, it was the canned statement that they, that they, um, gave, um, Anime News Network. So, th- like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna call people. If you're gonna like call a support line or like email people and f- about this shit, you're gonna get met with an iron wall on the um, Funimation side, and most likely you're gonna get met with like a canned response from the Sentai Filmworks side. Unfortunately, I have I I kind of know how this shit works. There's um, a there. I'm I'm just trying to say there's a better way than directly contacting employees of Funimation. <laughs> on Twitter to, like, talk shit and threaten them. Oh, yeah, totally. There's absolutely a better way, and that better way would probably be um, next AnimeCon you go to where Funimation is a guest and they have an industry panel. Go and ask and ask the question, like, hey, what are your plans for this show? I And, and be sympathetic to them. Like, I understand that it's not the property, it's not the kind of property you want to be putting on your service, but how about opening up the license so somebody like, and Sentai Filmworks might pick it up. I mean, they host, like, Seven Deadly Sins, which is basically look at all of this sex, look at all of this sexual bullshit on screen. Um, Seven Deadly Sins, um, the animation just kind of fell apart for the third season. Oh, yeah. uh, Not Seven Deadly Sins. Um, 
that's not the show you're thinking it is. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, but it's, uh, the show I'm talking about is basically all the seven deadly sins, like the actual biblical sins, personified as anime thoughts. As anime. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's basically that show. They had a sequel where it was like Angel or some bullshit too. Um, but those are both on Sentai. Um, but I would bet the dream licensor for this is actually Faku. Because they have an anime, they have a hentai arm, and they are used to handling just straight up uncensored porn. Yeah, that's their wheelhouse. I mean, this might not be something that's directly strictly hentai but it basically that's exactly what it is yeah and just like it takes it takes a lot of like it takes a certain amount of knowledge to like deal with those properties and you know in all fairness to Funimation Yes, they deal with things like freezing and high school DXD and all those like heavily etchy properties, but none of those shows have anything where it's like, okay, now these characters are fucking on screen and it's like it's supposed to be sexy. Like, uh, it's not that's just not that's not what they do as a company. So, if I were them, the last thing I would have done was you know, open up the license and say, like, hey, or even if they don't open up the license, on the back end, like, it, corporately, so, like, PR says, hey, somebody give hot, give hot coffee, like, a DM on Twitter, and let's see if we can get this, if we can just, free of charge, give them the license, give Faku the license to this show, because that's their thing. And that, and they are an age-gated website that is built for hosting porn. There's nothing they won't host, kind of thing. Um, but I mean, so I would, I would say that yeah, they probably should have taken it down, seeing what the third episode was. Um, but I, it would just, I would just handle it so differently. And maybe they are, and they just can't. And because it's super dicey legally, they can't say anything about it just yet. Yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but I'm sure there at least has to be some effect from the outside with the huge explosion that this kind of a controversy has had. Okay, well, I, I think we've kind of, like, wound it down. <laughs> and I want I want to thank you, actually, Slate, for being like, I smell a podcast <laughs> out of all this. <laughs> and also, when I'm like, yeah, but can you do it this third day? You're like, yeah. <laughs> because I think if we had done this, um a, like, much later than this, it would have, like, like, it would still be there, but it wouldn't be as on fire. No, it wouldn't. Um, so on that no. on that note, I have been Alex, and you have been listening to Lunchbox Radio. Um, thank you so much, Flight, for carving out the time to do this. It was a lot of fun. 
Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. And if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, while this episode is not typical, you'll probably like the rest of the episodes in the podcast feed. So go and subscribe and give and give me a five star rating on especially YouTube, but any place you can rate podcasts. That really helps the show. Um, until next time, I will talk at you later. Thank you.